Welcome to the Kick and Post Podcast, episode six of season two, with your host Jamal Thompson and Otto. Figured we'd hop back into some sports talk. I've been dropping quite a bit of movie reviews, but you know we base this thing around sports. And UFC 272 happened, what, last Saturday? Uh, yeah, last Saturday. Yeah, so only right that we get back on here and talk some UFC. Um, some big storylines coming out of the main card, but some pretty solid fights on the early prelim and a preliminary card, which Otto luckily got to partake in all of the fights on the 272 card. I was a bit busy until the main card, but what were some of the things you saw in some of the early prelim fights? Um, er, er, the early prelims, uh, you kind of got to see some up-and-comers. Uh, two people in, in Khabib's camp were fighting uh, relatively early, even despite uh, Nurmagomedov being 14-0, and then the other one who was 14-1, who, who did lose, which I thought was a very questionable decision. Maybe, if anything, it was split, but it was given as a unanimous decision uh, based on takedowns that I felt really weren't effective. Uh, Tim Elliott was just shooting. I mean, he, he fought well, but I didn't think it was a unanimous decision by any means, and Ulan Bekov really kind of balled out, in my opinion. Especially in one round, could have been a 10-8 round, but I guess the rest didn't really see it that way. And that's always the the saying, like, don't let the judge judges decide the fight. Is Ulan Bekov Russian? Yeah. Is Tim Elliott American? Yeah. Mm, no comment. <laughs> yeah. No um, comment. Leading into the. That, that led into the Nurmagomedov fight, which is a complete domination, complete Khabib style. Um, he took him down. Honestly, he has some really good front kicks as well. Like, I've never seen a Russian dude stand like that from Khabib's camp. Um, and he, he, he mixed in his takedown well. and They didn't even the, make it to the second round, some. right? Yeah, ended in the first round. Them takedowns pretty, pretty tough decent, when you're still mostly shown. dry too. Oh yeah, it it was uh, I think it was middle of the ring when it, where yeah. where he got him too. Um, that led into uh, the regular prelims. Um, there was a Ukrainian fighter on there. She had a really nice arm triangle. Um, she looked pretty solid, pretty dominant. Um, don't know where she really ranks up. Uh, She's a flyweight. Not, yeah. Um, that led into a light heavyweight bout, which was kind of good. Uh, it was a split decision. Um, points were taken off for an eye poke um, against Injeku. Nick. Um, that guy's actually... Go ahead. Oh, you, you said Injeku got eye, um, eye poked the other dude? Yeah, he eye poked the other dude. Uh, Negumarono. I, sorry, I Nicolay. that. Nicolay. I know I got um, that part right. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, uh, Njeku would have won. It was a split decision. Yeah, he lost points. Uh, really kept the distance really well. He did get taken down once, but it, it wasn't enough to like sway the fight. It was literally the eye poke. And he had been warned like three times, so... Um, I think it was Herb Dean who gave the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fair. Very fair. Um, honestly, the next fight, one of the probably one of the fights of the night, these girls were trading um, a strawweight bout. Um, between the third and fourth ranked uh, women in the division, and and they didn't even make the main card. That's crazy, bro. Exactly, it, it was insane. Um, I know Marina Rodriguez. I knew she looked familiar. 
Yeah, she just they, beat that off, was a good fight. She whooped Mackenzie Dern, which was like the darling of the strawweight division um, last year that people were like anticipating to be moving up the ranks, and she smoked her on the feet. Yeah, her pressure was insane. Uh, I'm not even going to try pronouncing the other girl's name. Chinese girl. Don't want to There you go. Um, she was taunting her at the end of the fight, thinking she won, but then... It was a split Lo and behold, she she did not win. Uh, I feel like judges really love pressure. I think judges love pressure more than they do love takedowns, um, and that's what Rodriguez had basically the entire fight. Uh, they were saying that the winner of that fight was supposed to get uh, Shevchenko. Really? So we will see what happens with that. Uh, none of these girls touched Shevchenko, Shevchenko no. ever, but now they don't. Um, then the final fight of the prelims was honestly amazing uh, amazing performance by J- Jalen Turner yeah um, man that boy can stand and strike like I, I was very very impressed with him that's the first time I've ever seen him fight uh, he's 12 and 5 so nowhere near the, the rankings I feel like they were both 10 and 11 um, but nothing crazy there yeah and that division's a little bit packed up at the top, so it's, it'll, it'll be tough to kind of fight your way to the top of that one. Yeah, that boy got hands, though. He looked super composed the entire time. Um, might, might be a little bit of a feature for that guy. Okay. And honestly, this is the first time I've ever seen like any of the prelims and stuff. Like Usually, I just tune in for the main card, but I'm, I was actually very pleased with the performances I saw. Um, might watch more prelims moving forward. If I'm able to get off, I'm going to try to get more into the prelims, because that's where you see the guys... Um, that yeah, kind of make their way. Um, one of my favorite fighters coming up, who I think he's gonna be on the prelim of the next card, um, Randy Brown. That's one of the first times I saw him fight. It's a Jamaican fighter, um, a striker more than anything else. I saw him on an early prelim, kind of smoke someone. I think he also beat somebody who was on this main card actually. So, um, he beat Cowboy Oliveira. Uh, uh, in a prelim fight last year. Yeah, Randy Brown. He beat him in the uh, UFC 261, I'm pretty sure, prelims. Nice. So, I'm excited to see what he does going forward. Um, kind of wild he's still fighting on prelims after beating somebody like Oliveira, but you know how it goes. There's there's politics to it. Um, but, like you said, prelims sh- showed out pretty well. And I would say, this, is, this was a pretty solid main card in terms of performance. Um... Every fight had a little bit of something. I did miss the Greg Hardy fight, but I did see some highlights from it. Um, not much to wait for. It was a round one knockout. I am personally going to go out there on a limb and say he's not a UFC-level fighter. What do you say? Um, this was actually the last fight in his contract, and I do not expect him to sign him back. Yeah. Um, what is this, three straight losses? Yeah, three. I um, think so. All on, all coming on the main card as well. Mm-hmm. The fact that this man's even on the main card uh, is egregious to me. I don't think he deserves it. I think either the the Jalen Turner fight, uh, or or even even the the strawweight fight deserved to be on this card ahead of them. Um, but you know, people like watching heavyweights on on the main card as well. But Greg Hardy should be nowhere near a main card. He does not deserve it. No. He is. His body of work doesn't show. Like, he might put in the time, but it, it does not show come come game day, you know. 
there's so much you can put into a guy um, based on athletics and saying that he has the the speed and the build and the stamina if if you just give him the tools he'll be elite he's had enough time to develop the tools and unfortunately i feel if he was brought up in a lower level promotion where he was able to just kind of like grind it out instead of being forced into the spotlight by the ufc over and over again because he has a somewhat recognizable name um from his days in football which unfortunately the recognizable name came from more controversy than actually being a good football player um he would have more of a shot at mma success but instead we see him again get put up against legitimate heavyweights um coming off losses like there's no way he should have been in there with sergey spivak after the losses he's had right like yeah. spivak's no slouch this guy fought um olenek beat uh alexi olenek by decision that's a heavyweight legend over 59 wins in mma right like mm-hmm. how do you go from that to fighting a guy who's seven and four you know on the main card it just doesn't really make sense again they're playing off of name over actual talent i'm pretty sure tui vasa took his shot at greg hardy too and put him to sleep right yep so like they're they're literally just using his name and giving these actual high level fighters in the heavyweight division with way more wins and way less losses somebody to just pound on so in my opinion i think that should be it for greg hardy um if he wants to fight in the MMA, there's other promotions for him to fight in. Uh, bare knuckle boxing will definitely take him on, I feel like, because of his controversy in his name. He would be one of the bigger fighters on their heavyweight roster. So maybe that's more of the route he should be looking to go. But Or, or Bellator. Or Be- uh, but Yeah, but I still think Bellator is fighting. Bellator's heavyweights are way better than him. Yeah, I really don't watch Bellator. Yeah, they have they have some legitimate that's why, heavyweights. That's why I want him over there, so I don't ever have to see him again. Oh gosh, but you're right. Yeah, Bellator is it it is a lower, I would say lower, probably like a one B to the UFC. Um, and then I'd say I'd say actually no, Bellator is one A, one championship is one B, and then it's UFC at the top, but. I know he'd get wrecked in Bellator's heavyweight division as well. He needs something lower. Um, but yeah, this this should have been his last fight. And like you said, with it being the last one on his contract, that hopefully that's the last we see of him. Um, but talking about last we see of guys, the last time we spoke about this man, you kind of went in on him and I didn't really have much defense for him. Yeah, because he's shit. Yeah, which I'm not going to act like this fight showed that he fixed a lot of his issues. But we go into Kevin Holland's welterweight debut against Alex Oliveira, also known as Cowboy Oliveira. Um, a pretty electric fighter, usually likes to spice things up in the ring, um, unorthodox striking, um, very active. And Kevin Holland was greatly favored in this matchup um, from a Vegas yeah, standpoint. Minus 500. Yeah, minus 500. Um, naturally a bigger fighter coming down to welterweight. Uh, still a pretty solid striker on the feet. and. I think the drop in weight did show its dividends for a guy like Kevin Holland, who against heavier fighters in the welterweight, not welterweight, in the middleweight division, struggled. Um, yeah, especially I, on the ground. 
Yeah, especially on the ground. Saw it in his last two fights yeah. against Vittoria and against Derek Brunson, Ex- two main wrestlers, and he got bullied. Yeah. Yeah. So I think dropping to the lower weight class could could show some some good signs for him. But at the top of the welterweight division, he still has some problems if if he ever makes it there. And I still don't think he has leveled up his ground game enough to be held in the ranks of the higher level of the welterweight division. Because there's still that beast up at the top who could probably fight at light heavyweight. Um, and then you have Kobe who is on this card who we'll speak about later. His wrestling is is insane and his gas tank is insane. I think Leon Edwards would also have Kevin Holland's number on the on the mat. So still a long way to go, but it was it was good to see him get back in the win column. And uh, we'll see where he builds from here because there's some there's some solid fights out there for him in the welterweight division. How, how did you score that first round? I caught it like midway in the first, but I would have given it to Oliveira. Yeah, same. Especially because uh, of ground downs, control. Yeah. Two two takedowns and uh, Holland looked flat. Um, I think it was a little bit of nerves in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just just a debut at a new weight class on a main card. Um. His confidence he, is lacking too, coming off of those he, losses. He, I, I think he like. switched. Yeah, he switched it on um, at the end of the first round with about a minute left, and then it it ended up being like a, a, a weird transition into a takedown towards the end of the round, which probably won Oliveira that round. Yeah. Um, but then after that, it was you you could feel the confidence, and then when he, when he rocked him at the beginning of the was it the beginning of the first? Like midway through the second. Maybe? Midway through the second, actually, yeah, yeah, like midway through the second, he he hurt him twice in the second, um, and put him away with like a few seconds left, I think. Yeah, um, much much better showing from him though. Definitely gained some respect in the division, um, even though he, he fought more of a journeyman anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely good stuff moving forward from him, especially at the weight class. I think you you nailed all the points of him uh, having a little bit more success on uh with with after your guys in that division yeah stronger guys yeah um he did call out Cerrone at the end of the fight but took that call out back i think that's the right thing to do uh Cerrone he, i think he beat Cerrone because Cerrone's way over the hill but Cerrone's still a legend in the sport i feel like you should give him that respect and not really try to you know kind of play on the fact that he is on the back nine of his career um, I don't remember who he corrected the call out to, but I think it's somebody in Cerrone's camp. Um, and yeah, he just needs to keep fighting his way up the ladder. Um, there's somebody on this card who I actually think would be a good fight for him. It might be a little bit out of his realm, but this fighter has been on a decline for the last few fights. I think it would be a great fight for them. Yeah, but we'll three get... fight losing streak. What? Three fight losing. Yeah, three streak. fight losing streak, and. Um, in my opinion, being exposed for what he is now has always been. Yeah, I think I think a lot of hype was was built around some of the stuff he did. We'll get into that. We'll get yeah, into yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I'm skipping ahead. But I think that would be a good fight for Kevin Holland and the guy we're gonna talk about going forward. But um, to one of my favorite fighters, personality-wise, in the entire promotion, Bryce Mitchell, aka Thug Nasty, Arkansas's finest went into his featherweight bout against Edson Barboza, who I wouldn't refer to him as a journeyman, but um, pretty solid featherweight. Uh, has fought some of the best of the best, but unfortunately 
he's like that second tier, you know? If the best of the best wasn't there, maybe you'd have a shot at, at greatness. But unfortunately, he's just not not that caliber of fighter. Um, and Bryce Mitchell kind of further proved that. He bullied him for three straight rounds. Uh, takedowns were intense. Uh, damage, damage done while also on the floor. Um, opened up a wound above his, uh, I think it was left or right eyebrow, I don't remember. But he opened up a wound on his face, pretty nasty wound. And just kind of worked him for all three rounds. I'm pretty sure it was three rounds to zip Bryce Mitchell. Um, oh, unanimous yeah. decision. Um, One of them being a 10-8. Yeah, yeah. Actually, two people had two 10 eight, Well, one person had two 10-8 rounds. Um, which puts Bryce Mitchell at 15-1. and one, um, Who he's been on a tear for the last, what, three years? We're looking at somebody who hasn't lost a fight since 2018. Um, was out for a little bit due to an unfortunate injury that was not even MMA related but was able to come back and kind of reassert himself in that featherweight division and I feel like now we're looking at ranked fights only like higher than top 10 he should be he should be aiming a size at that top 5 what do you think um I agree I mean that's the first time I've ever seen this man fight really uh yeah I've oh. never seen this man fight before um, but I love it. You know, I love the whole wrestling thing. Yeah. Like, it's cool to stand up and strike, but, I mean, personally, I'd say if I was ever a fighter, like, if I was ever tough enough to be a fighter like that, <laughs> like, I would definitely try and take people to the ground and fuck them up there. And that's exactly what he did. Um, I like his wrestling style because time. he's wrestling with a purpose. It's not just wrestling to, you know, ground he's control. He's wrestling to smash. Yeah, he's, he smash. he's wrestling to smash. Um, he has intense... Um, submission skills also when given the opportunity he's just one of two people with a twister yeah he's very active on the ground he's not just a ground control kind of waste the minutes away he's in there to do damage so i respect it that man be on the farm wrestling some pigs man (laughs) arkansas's finest man i still remember i think it was a prelim fight again this is why we need to tune into more prelim fights because that's why i was introduced to, to uh bryce mitchell initially he won the fight um pretty sure by submission and he goes on a little bit of a rant. And then he said, Dana, also tell Reebok I want some camo shorts. As <laughs> like a shout out because they only had like black or red or blue. And he's like, nah, I'm from Arkansas. I want some camo shorts to rock. And lo and behold, they got him as camo shorts for like the next fight. So I like I like little things like that. Little personality in the fighters. Um, but I think he's, sky's the limit for him that featherweight division. There's, there's, a, there's opportunity up at the top of the division. Um, but... It's just about who who could they set him up with going forward. They need to find him a dance partner in that top five, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, and a little bit on Edson Barboza. Um, I feel like a, a lot of times we talk about journeymen. Um, well, not journeymen. Uh, he's like the gateway. He's, he's the doorkeeper now. Yeah. Um, we talked about Tyron Woodley being that guy f- for... For welterweight, we talked about Kevin Gaslam being that for middleweight. Um, he is that guy. He Unfortunately, is, he he is the doorman to get people their shot I, into that top ten. I'm looking into the flyweight division, and Bryce Mitchell at 15 and one is. I mean, hopefully they'll update this, but he's not even in the top 15. So there are many fight partners out there for him. Um, 
personally though i'd love to see him i know this is a huge jump in um a huge jump in talent but i'd love to see a kai kara france versus bryce mitchell fight but bryce wins that what bryce wins that you think he beats kai kara yeah i don't like that guy he's he's a smaller guy i think bryce is naturally bigger um, which would Dude. lead into many take. Bryce wrestles hogs bigger than that guy. <laughs> yeah, but with with Kai Kara coming off the knockout of Kobe Covington, it would be a uh, Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt. I don't know why I said Co- Covington. I'm tripping. Cody Garbrandt. Um, it would be good for Bryce Mitchell to kind of like steal the hype of him knocking out Garbrandt by beating the guy who knocked out Garbrandt. If you know what I'm saying. Um, right. But yeah, I would love to see that fight. But that is a huge jump. Seeing that he's not even top fifteen ranked as of today, so. Um, moves us into the next fight of the night, uh, RDA versus Moicano, and man, I love Moicano. Uh, oh yeah. I've only seen him fight one dog. other time. That boy got heart. That boy definitely could not see out of his eye. Nope. <laughs> in the fourth or the fifth round, and he honestly looked the better fighter in the in the fifth round. Um. On the feet, anyway. He was throwing. RDA was very dominant. Uh, takedowns. He should have ended the fight a long time ago, but this man had so much heart. Um, on, I think it's 10 days notice, 12 day notice, or whatever. Um, Which forced and a lot of people. Fight. Yeah, uh, 160. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody else wanted to take the fight. Uh, Makachev was supposed to take it. Uh, the UFC didn't want to pay him enough money. He was asking for a million. They didn't give him a million. Do you think um, you think that's the right move by Islam? To worry about your money? Yeah, like Makachev to, to decide, like, yeah, yo, yeah, I am, yeah. I, even though you're calling me on late notice, I'm the A fighter, so. Yeah, definitely, uh, if you're in his position, you definitely take your money when you can get it. Because um, fights are going to come for you regardless. That's a top a top five guys next for you if not a title shot you know yeah. um well it's supposed to be but Daryush pulled out and if he had the same performance against Daryush, he, he'd be next up after this gaichi fight yeah you know um so uh rda would have been a very interesting uh fight for him someone who likes to go to ground as well mm-hmm. but i mean i would have had islam winning that all day um I was the dominance too. that I've seen. Yeah. And uh he, he took no damage in his last fight. He easily could have stepped in. It was also at once his last fight was also at a catch weight of one sixty uh against Bobby Green. And I I would have much rather have seen that, but I'm happy I got to see Moicano yeah. throw them hands, especially in that last minute. You could tell he was gassed and he was still throwing. Yeah, I respected so. a lot of what I saw out of that fight. Um I did respect RDA's performance as well though. Um, yeah, that's that's a big big comeback performance for RDA Um, he's been out for a minute right Mm -hmm. I I don't Um, know when his last fight was but I could check that as you as you go into your little spiel um, I have not really heard much about this man for a very long time yeah Um, he hasn't fought since 2020 when he uh, fought Paul Felder and beat him exactly so this was a good showing for him obviously uh, his his timing for his takedowns were really nice Uh, Again, the dominance on, on the ground. You, you could tell Moicano's timing and uh, sense of the cage, or feel, feel of the cage were really off, and that comes with no training camp, or 
coming on such such a short notice, and he's probably not gonna be able to fight for a minute with the damage he took. Uh, def definitely wore it on his face a, a lot, especially on his I think it was his left eye, yeah. his left eye. I think so. Um, yeah, good good performance for RDA. I definitely bet against him, but that's fine, you know. It happens. I mean, sometimes you just pick the wrong guy. Um, what do you think we'll see an RDA Islam fight at any point, or do you think they're just going to be at different points in the race to get to that title shot now? Because, like you said, Islam was waiting on Ben Daryush, but did Daryush that get canceled recently? Uh, Daryush got hurt. Yeah, Daryush got hurt. Um, so Islam's so waiting we'll to fight somebody. Well, no, that was the Bobby Green substitution, right? Yeah. So now Islam's pretty much waiting for the winner of Gaethje, uh, Bar um, Gaethje versus his name slipping me. But Oliveira. Yeah, Oliveira. Um, um I, I, th I think it depends one what Dustin wants to do. If Dustin wants to move up, or uh, we'll get we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. But it it depends what Dustin wants to do, and if Dana thinks his performance of against Bobby Green was worthy enough to push him past Daryush um, into that title shot because Dar uh, did I trip there? I said something wrong, didn't I? No, you His saying performance against Bobby Green was yeah, good enough to, to jump the push him past. Yeah, yeah. Jump, jump Daryush and put him into that title shot spot. Because um, Daryush was on the tear as well. I don't think Daryush stands at any chance whatsoever. Um Daryush is to me like Dan Hooker level, still good, but not, not the best. And we saw how Dan Hooker fared against Islam, so. And man, I'll, I'll rewatch that fight any day of the week because of how dominant this man was. Um, and he's quick with the submissions; he doesn't he doesn't play around. But that's all that's all stuff for another time. All speculation from us, you know. I I would welcome gladly welcome uh, Islam to get the next shot, but. Again, we have to see what plays out between uh, Oliveira and Gaethje because if it if it ends up being a five round battle, and let's say Gaethje takes the belt or Oliveira squeaks out a split decision, we could see a rematch. It all depends. We have to wait till that fight plays out. Um, I I don't think uh, if Gaethje loses, Gaethje doesn't get a chance. You don't think so? You think he kind of gets no. done dirty and like if it's. I'm thinking like Max Holloway He's, versus um, Volkanovski type fight, which is no, super I, even. Uh, the the thing about Gaethje, if Gaethje loses, he's had t two of his last three fights have been for title shots. Yeah. Why would he get a third one? It depends on how the fight looks, if it's questionable. If mm. there is a doubt in people's mind of who won it and it was an electric fight, I feel like they could run it back. There's, I don't think there's any chance that happens. So the only way is if know, Gaethje takes I, it and Oliveira keeps it close. I don't. I, I wouldn't even say Oliveira is like. I don't think Oliveira is marketable that they would allow him to get a rematch. Or deserving. Really. Uh, he, I mean, if you look at who he fought for the belt, Michael Chandler, who's. Yeah. He, he he isn't what everyone thought he was. I never thought about that, and I'm pretty sure I've documented that. Yeah, you you. I, I didn't even think he was deserving of fighting Dan Hooker when he came into to the promotion. You weren't very excited about it, but then he slept Dan Hooker, and we both said we wanted to see him against Gaethje, but instead, he got offered somebody else at the he, time. He got offered the chance. 
he got offered the champ. The interim. The interim, yeah. No. Was it? It was no. interim because the belt was vacant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So he got he got to fight Oliveira well, while... It, it was a vacant belt. It wasn't yeah. an interim belt. You're right. It was for the belt. He got to fight Oliveira because not Poirier didn't whatsoever. want to fight uh, Oliveira. He wanted to fight Connor. Yeah, he wanted the money fight, which gets you money. But... And, I mean, he beat Dustin. Cool. Yeah. But it, it, it hasn't been like a, a terrorizing dominance, dominant reign, I would say. Because, I mean, Dustin had his moments. Chandler had his moments. Like, mm-hmm. heart of the champion, sure. But I don't know if it warrants, like, uh, you get an automatic rematch. Because if you look at heavyweight, that firefighter dude didn't get his second shot. Miocic. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said though, but, Miocic has been in endless title fights. So that's why they were just Yeah, he yeah. he he is recognized as the greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah. Well, he was, you know. Mm-hmm. So like if he didn't get it, why would Charles Oliveira get it? Which is fair. Especially when how loaded that division is as it is. You know, people are always next up, next up, next up. Well, me personally, I think Gaethje wins it to to throw my prediction out there early. Um but, you know, I think Gaethje well, wins it, but the only way I see it being ran back is if it's super close. I get what you're saying, but if it's an electric fight and there's fireworks, I can see it getting ran back. My 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 thing that my my prediction for that fight is Oliveira wins, um, just because I don't want to see Islam smash Gaethje like that. Mm. Smash. Yeah, because Gaethje already got the smash once. He already got the well. Yeah, he got submitted, but yeah. But uh, I think Oliveira could maybe do some stuff because his level of jiu-jitsu is insane. Yeah. Um, his his choke against Dustin was really impressive. I know. I was I was blown away by it too. It just happened so fast. Um. So that that's a more intriguing fight to me than Gaethje. I've already seen the version of that. I see that. I understand where you're coming from. Not saying that Islam is as good as Khabib or as good as Khabib was in his prime. Yeah. But. You get what I could I could get down with where where you're going with that with that matchmaking, um, and I and I understand I understand the whole idea of both guys that are unfortunately fighting for the belt aren't aren't marketable so rematches are pretty low percentage but I don't know I'm hoping for like what Volkanovski and Ortega did like something crazy like that I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it but. And like you said, Volkanovski and Ortega, there might not even be a part two to that. And that was electric. Right. And I think Ortega is marketable, so. Yeah, Ortega is uh, marketable, but that also, to me, wasn't very close of a fight. It wasn't, but it was electric. Yeah, yeah. It, it was and close in terms that it, he almost got finished if you on watch a the couple fight. submissions. Yeah, if you watch the fight, it, it's closer than what actually happened. Like, Volkanovski escaped losing the belt by sheer will. And Ortega escaped being finished by sheer will. <laughs> like it was. Nah, it, that man. It, that man should have got Doctor Stoppage. Yeah, he should have got Doctor Stoppage, right, but he wait, was still in Connor there. Says, and then Volkanovski. Sure Doctor Stoppage. <laughs> Doctor Stoppage. Connor, little Connor, bring back right there. But Ortega. What was I say? Volkanovski. It was locked in. He was. He was blacking out. <laughs> yeah. Like he was almost out too. So. Yeah. I don't know. I this guess. is a complete side note. Um, today is the Horizon League Championship. 
My boys are battling back right now. They're down 14. They're down four with nine minutes left. Is it right state? Let's go right state, okay, baby. Yeah, I forgot you're a right state fan. Um, <laughs> shouts out to right state. Uh, my my UCF boys lost on a half court heave to Tulsa recently, and my stomach still hurts. From was that in the first round? I think so. Yeah. No, I think that was the I think that was the last. I don't think you guys have started your tournament yet. Okay, maybe that was just the last the league American. game, but. Yeah, yeah. It was that was I think that was their senior night. Yeah, it freaking sucked. Um anyway, sorry, back back to it. Back let's to get it. back to the UFC though. Um Down two. Back to it. As avid UFC watchers, even though we have our biases towards certain fighters and how exciting they are, uh we're both big Masvidal fans just based on some of the persona he's built. Um his fighting style is electric when he's on his game. We both saw the deficiencies in his game, not just this fight, but in previous fights against Usman, um, both Usman fights, that we didn't think were addressed at the time. And in fighting Kobe Covington, our issues with his ground game and how underdeveloped it is, it reared his head again. Because in a fight against Kobe, he got bullied for five straight rounds without any real answer. Am I fair in that analysis? Very. Um, 16 minutes ground time don't come in one round, you know? No, nah, it doesn't. And to the average fight watcher, Masvidal is electric. Um, of course, Explosive. he put himself on the map with a Darren Till knockout um, and then followed up the Darren Till knockout with the backstage beef with Leon Edwards that also added to the allure of Jorge Masvidal. And then we had Ben Askren, which, say what you want, Ben Askren helped develop the star that is Masvidal right now as well, um, forcing him into pretty much that fight, baiting him with trash talk over and over again until Masvidal was just like, I'm going to accept, and then providing the chin for Masvidal's need to even propel his star for a forward. Um, but the things that both those fights have in common is that there wasn't any opportunity to really challenge Matt Fidal's ground game. Darren Till isn't really the, the biggest wrestling type. He stood in there and traded with Masvidal, actually dropped Masvidal in that fight. Um, it's just that when Masvidal returned the favor, he dropped him way harder. <laughs> um, yeah, he put him out. Yeah, he put him out. Like a light. And say what we want about the Ben Askren fight, we didn't get enough fight to see what that could have turned into. Unfortunately, it was, he went for the shoot, Masvidal went for the knee, and it was history. Um, and that was Ben Askren coming off of Bulldog choking Robbie Lawler in a very questionable decision. But, you know, it was called uh, a chokeout, even though Lawler wasn't really out. But, you know, we, we got into the whole controversy of that again. We won't revisit it, but Ben Askren provided what Masvidal struggles against, just didn't get an opportunity to really show that. So we go from those fights to Masvidal getting in the ring with Usman the first time, right? Or was it yeah. Nate? Did he fight Nate first? It was Usman the first time. He fought, he, no, he fought Nate He fought first, Nate first, which again... Masvidal, on short notice. Yeah. He fought, um, yeah, then fought Usman on short notice, yeah. Which he got a bag for that. He hasn't even, like, explained the bag, but he got a pretty big bag for that. And I think uh, pay-per-view, uh, what's it called? Pay-per-view revenue. They gave him a percentage. But he fought Nate again, which again, 
Nate has decent ground game, but that's not his go-to. And they decided pretty much by the marketing of the fight with the whole BMF undertone belt that First was First person to shoot is a pussy. Yeah. It was supposed to be stand and bang. And again, Nate's past the point in his career where I feel like he's a real threat to high-level strikers. And it was, it was kind of shown. He kind of got beat up on for enough rounds and based on where they were fighting, which I'm pretty sure was New York. The cut, square, baby. the cut was too deep, and the doc- the doctor called it. Um, and we know how Zombie Nate fights, but I still think Masvidal was going to pretty much close the show soon. So that leads him into a title shot. Now, Masvidal has over 50 fights on his career, so he's by no means a rising star in the sport. But based on the previous yeah, he's 37. What? He's 37, he, too. Yeah, he's 37. Yeah, the age is, is definitely a factor. But he's been in the sport for a while. He was in lower... Um, divisions, uh, cutting tons of weight to fight at lightweight, right? Yeah, yep. to fight at lightweight. And had to take a step away from the sport because he was in a bit of a losing stint. And he took a step away from the sport to kind of clear his head, do better training before he got back into the ring against it there until. And those three fights pretty much propelled him into a realm of competitors that, quite honestly, his skill level probably isn't there for. He's a, he's a stand-up fighter, and that ground game is still pretty questionable. Um, ironically, somebody who he was working on his ground game with for uh, a multitude of months to years, Kobe, his best friend, when they separated, it looks like that's where his ground game pretty much stopped growing as well. And two straight losses to Usman, and the bounce-back fight that was supposed to be Kobe, we see that this journeyman hasn't really evolved past that now i don't know what your stance is on his future but i think leon edwards should be out of the question after leon edwards fights uzman and i think uzman finishes that fight i don't think that's the next fight to make for money yeah for sure they could still sell that backstage beef and get masvidal another payday but in terms of the level of competitors he should be fighting i don't think he's a top four guy um all-rounded skill wise that's my take on on the Masvidal situation. I haven't really thought about who I would feed uh, feed him to. Oh, so you want him to you want him to get fed to a prospect? You don't even want him to try to get a bounce back fight because my bounce back fight for him, even though I like Kevin Holland, is Kevin Holland. I feel like them trading on the feet would be an electric fight. Um, even though Kevin Holland's way taller, I could see Masvidal sneaking out a win against a Kevin Holland. Um. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Holland would be one of those up-and-comers, uh, yeah. per se. I mean, I, I'm not totally against that that uh, proposition. I think um, it would sell pretty well, too, because they're both pretty good talkers. No, honestly, I don't think Masvidal is very good at talking. If you watch the press conference, he's like, Dick Schniffer, Dick Schniffer. Oh, really? That's, oh, well, Schni- yeah. well, because it's a wrestling guy, so yeah. he kind of falls um, into that trap because it's not, you know, that clever. But when it comes to, like stand and bang that's what they both do they'll be able to talk their smack about that um but i don't know yeah i think you're right he doesn't deserve anybody in the top five i mean he was ranked six yeah and he definitely didn't boost his stock that's a fact um um yeah i I think you nailed it i think kevin holland would be a great fight for him uh Probably would win that fight, 
I'd say. But it's questionable probably. and it shouldn't be, right? Isn't that crazy? That's why. Like, he goes from fighting yeah. for the title and now we're questioning if this newcomer to welterweight would beat him. It shouldn't be that. Like, nobody's thinking Kevin Holland would beat Kamara Usman or Kevin Holland would beat Kobe Covington or Kevin Holland would beat Leon Edwards, right? Right. But with Masvidal, you have to be like, eh, well, and it shouldn't be that way. And I feel like unfortunate, well, fortunate for him, he got a bag and kudos to him. But those three wins didn't do the division must justice it just did well for masvidal which good because there are fighters in that top 10 that are more well-rounded than masvidal uh, masvidal's future definitely is all on his next fight 100 regardless of who it is this is it you win or you're probably looking at retirement i've seen well unfortunately what they'll do is just kind of like ship him to the back of the the top 10 and have him fight well, when i say right re- when i say retirement not like actually quitting oh you mean like, like just kind of get beaten into Wolverine. retirement <laughs> yeah okay. they just start they make you the doormat yeah yeah which exactly is what would happen um put him on cards to help sell tickets um put him against up-and-comers so that they could have his name on their resume um but they made a a, a whole pretty much a poll on who his next next opponent should be and they had Steven Thompson, who I think beats him. They had the... Oh, you know what? I wanted a Steven Thompson-Holland uh, fight. Yeah, that would be fun, too. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. They had Steven Thompson as one of the people on the poll. They had the loser of... Uh, I think Vicente Luque has a fight coming up. Is it Bilal Muhammad? Yeah. They had the loser of Vicente Luque, Bilal Muhammad, as um, a prospect for him to fight as well. And then they had Conor McGregor as the third option. That would be nice. A Conor McGregor-Masvidal fight makes a lot of sense. Both guys um, coming off losing streaks. Both guys, big names in the sport. Um, both guys have reputable um, moments in the sport that could sell a pay-per-view. Um I think that would be a pretty big fight pay-per-view wise because of course you got Conor but then you still have Masvidal even though the allure of what he does is somewhat gone there's a little bit a little bit of that bright finish is a little bit you know caked on with the wrestlers beating up on him he won't have to worry about Conor McGregor really taking that route um and they could stand and bang it out but if we're talking about him possibly propelling himself back into the top of the division it's connor or holland in my opinion yeah i'd like to see holland but i but i think uh wonder boy is also a good matchup for for holland as well i yeah. completely forgot about uh wonder boy uh wonder boy but yeah um that kind of moves us into Col- the colby side i feel like we just talked about this journeyman yeah. for so long yeah uh colby dominant and you i i it's been noted uh, the respect I have for Colby multiple times. I picked him over Usman. Yeah. Um, I couldn't and, do it, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I think Colby is definitely the, the best in the division right behind him. Um, obviously, I can't say he's better than him after losing twice, but yeah. man, he's he's going to be up there for another shot in, in one other fight. He, he, he only needs one other fight after this performance. 
to really uh, say it's my turn. Um, maybe uh, the winner of the Gilbert Burns fight. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, what's his name? Uh, Hamzat. Yeah. That'll be crazy. That's gonna be a great fight to watch. I think so. Um, Hamza wins, but yeah, I think Hamza podcast. wins too. Like in I, dominating. I fashion. don't know who would win because I love Hamza. I was gonna make a YouTube video of, of, of top prospects uh, to look out for this year. The list was tied to Ivasa, Hamza, and Sean O'Malley, all ranked outside of the top ten. Obviously, ties already surpassed that that ranking. But um, we still got Hamza and Sean O'Malley. Hamzat and Sean O'Malley. So Hamzat, after he beats Gilbert Burns, which is no slouch of a fight by any means, but once he beats him, he's looking at one other fight maybe before a title shot as well. So I think Colby versus him, winner of that fight, is is next up again. Um, what do you think about that? I, I don't disagree with that take at all. Um, Hamzat is so big. And I think in terms of size in that division, he's one of the ones that could present a lot of problems for Usman when the time comes because he has the size. Um, unfortunately, we have not been able to see the gas tank. So that is a question that I feel like Kobe could answer for us. Um, if he's able to drag Hamzad into deep waters and force him to fight more than two and a half rounds, what type of Hamzad will we be seeing? I mean, we do remember a time, I think it was last year, Hamzad struggled with COVID and considered retirement in some of his tougher stints in in you know while he was sick so what is his stamina like coming off of that what is his lung capacity like coming off of that you know we know kobe's gas tank is endless usman had to deal with that for two fights and matched it somewhat but kobe just kept coming you know so will hamza be able to deal with that pressure um or will he get kobe out of there in hamza time and then pretty much propel himself to to the big fight against Usman, which he's already talking about hopping to middleweight after that. So he's looking way ahead. Um, I mean, he's he's fought in both divisions. So. Yeah, yeah. But he, he um, came Izzy out... already said he's on his radar. Yeah. So. He came out and said his ideal would be to go win this fight, title shot, middleweight title shot. So, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get to see a lot out of Hamza this upcoming year. Um leading with this Gilbert Burns fight which I'm very excited about to see him tested against Gilbert Burns who is what two fights removed now from the title fight against Usman or is it one fight removed e, one fight removed yeah being against Wonderboy and it was a really boring fight yeah yeah so a lot of exciting things coming up I uh like we said big respect for Kobe um his call out was backwards if you ask me it's a money fight uh, but I don't think it does much for his prospects of moving back into the title fight. It would just be a good fight for him to add another name to his resume. He called out Dustin. Um, but uh, that I think that was because they, they've obviously exchanged words on Twitter, and Dustin is Masvidal's training partner as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's definitely the connection there. I think Colby has his way with Dustin any day of the week. Yeah, especially with Dustin having to go up to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. But well, not really. Well, yeah, go up, but he he probably he just walks around. To, yeah. He, he has yeah he has to cut like maybe three pounds maybe. Yeah, yeah. He walks around more comfortably at that weight. Um, I'd love to see a Kobe Connor fight, but that's way backwards for Kobe. 
that's more for just money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm at the point now. I'm just offering up Connor as a payday to these guys because competitive wise, I don't think I don't think we're there for him anymore. But that's the story for another day. There's still a lot of Connor McGregor um, lovers out there who who see him rising back to glory. But I think those days are on the back nine. They're gone. I don't think we'll see that ever again. But any any closing thoughts? Anything you you excited for coming up? In the world of the UFC, I think we have a fight card coming up soon. Um, let me take a look at the schedule. It'll pull it up on my computer. Um, the Santos fight. Not really looking forward to it. Nah, that that if uh, he's the I main event. Just... Mm. Go ahead. I said if he's the main event, mm, like I'm not. He is the main event. Yeah, I'm not too interested. Um, in on April 9th, I was kind of debating going to Jacksonville and watching Volkanovski fight. Ooh. Um, like, that card is kind of nice. Um, it is a big you card. Got, you got Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie. Obviously, it was going to be Max, which is a bummer, because then I definitely would have fucking went. Love Max. Max is my favorite fighter. Um, then you got the rematch, Sterling versus Jan. You got Chimaev and Burns on that card. Gaslam and Imovov. So those are pretty decent names. Yeah. Um strikes on the on the prelims. I like uh, I like Rosenstrike a lot. Yeah, so I was really debating on going there. I haven't found anybody who would want to go. It's also very pricey to go. Yeah, it's an expensive one. Gilbert Burns is on that fight too. Yeah, Burns and Shamaya. So I feel like, like Randy Brown is on that card too, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm tripping though. Uh, he is not. Let me see when his next fight is, because I know he has a fight coming up. So, Amal, um, you trying to go April 9th? Nah, bro. Money not looking like it for me, big dog. But I'll, I'll probably take the day off, or I don't really have to take the afternoons off for it anymore, but... I'd... How far is Jacksonville from you? Three hours? Three, three That's and a half easy, hours? dog. That's easy. Let me see what his next fight is. Let's see. They're not giving me anything. I know he has a fight come out. Oh, it's 274. He's going to be on the 274 card. The Oliver Gaethje card. Um, but yeah, um, I will watch it, but I, I ain't pulling up to Jacksonville, my boy. I'm going to be real with you. Boo. Yeah, no, no. if if it was Volkanovski and Holloway... Um, You're going, regardless. I, I, I would go by myself, but uh, my, my other buddy who lives here would have went too. He just said he just want to see Korean Zombie. I don't understand how he got the shot. Like, I get it. Beca- because Max got hurt and or- Ortega's probably not ready for a fight right now. Um, uh, Of a rematch, anyway. Yeah. Um, And I really don't know who else is around that weight class that warrants a, a shot. I know Cejudo was rumored to making a comeback, but... Still, it's one of those things where it's like, mm. But, anyway, um, it's good to talk UFC uh, first time in a, in, a, in, a, in a long time. A very long time, Stutter yeah. much. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but... Until next time, uh, definitely want to start talking about some NBA. For uh, sure. Playoffs are approaching. LeBron stinks. I mean, the Lakers stink. LeBron's amazing. I was about to say, LeBron, LeBron trying to keep him afloat, but that team is built very poorly, which 
to be honest, is a little bit of LeBron's um, fault too. But seven straight wins against the Lakers. Yeah, um, LeBron is nothing to us. They come off that loss and beat Golden State with LeBron's fifty-six piece though. So, um, yeah, sitting in the nine, in the eight seed. Nine eight seed. I don't think nine they climbed. Nine. I think they're still nine seed, which is crazy. But they're still in that playing spot. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, they still they still have a shot there. They were hoping for Anthony Davis to come back, but I'm gonna be honest, I don't think, I don't think it's enough right now. I would be very very scared if I were them, um, if they don't climb out of the eight, which I don't think they will. Um, being a it, be, it being a five game difference between us, the, the Clippers and the Lakers, I don't see them surpassing that, especially the way they've been playing. Yeah. But I would be very, very nervous if I were them to play the Pelicans, who after getting CJ, they have been balling. Brandon Ingram, baller. You know that's a revenge game, too. It is a revenge game. So. He balled out on them, beat them by like 48 in Staples recently. So I would not want that, especially at this at this rate, they are going to get passed. They're only one game up against the Pelicans, and like I said, the Pelicans are rolling. Yeah. They, they almost overcame a big deficit uh, last night. Um, against the Nuggets, they lost in overtime. Look, looking like they're gonna lose tonight as well. But I don't think Brandon Ingram's playing today. Mm. Um, but yeah, which I mean, yes, they're yes, yes. crazy. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely get into more NBA talk. We'll probably have, um, especially when the season's coming to a close, our favorite candidates for the different awards. Um, NFL talk, hopefully coming on the YouTube channel tonight with me and Chris. If not, I'll see when we could get a video up, but a lot of big news in the NFL. Just a precursor, rust to the Broncos. Uh, huge implications fantasy football-wise, especially for Seattle players and obviously for Bronco players. And then Arod deciding to return to Green Bay and run it back with Adams, who just got tagged recently. There's a, there's a lot of news to, to talk about. A lot of tags. Godwin, yeah. Devontae, some bum on the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one was coming. Um, and it's been tight end tag season two. And Joku, Blake Jarwin, not not Blake Jarwin, Dal- Dalton Schultz, um, Gasecki. So we'll get into all the breakdowns, what that means fantasy-wise. Um, and also what that means real football-wise and for the draft uh, coming up. I know Dave hit me about talking combine and draft soon. That'll be coming up in the next week or so. But yeah, lo- lots of big things on the horizon. Tune into the... Last movie review we dropped about This is the End. Me and Matt went on that. Um, and of course, prepare for a lot more content coming out of Kick and Post over the next few days, weeks, months, and years. And on that note, all right, y'all boys. <laughs>